0: Welcome back to Women's Wealth, the Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory michael and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Our guest today is Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, a board-certified internal medicine physician and author. Her work emphasizes the important role that rest plays in unlocking happiness, increasing productivity, and overcoming burnout. Welcome, Sandra. Hello. We're glad to, we're glad to have you here today. And I think that our listeners would love to know if you can stand upon and tell us about your background and how you became interested in the relationship between the mind and the body and the soul and spirit.
1: Yes. Well, as an internal medicine physician, I burned out in the middle of my career. So I've been in practice for about 20 years. So about five years in, um, my husband and I had our boys and they were back to back. So I had two toddlers at that time and it really became a, a lot to deal with. It became too much to actually manage. And it was during that burnout period that I started looking at how did you stay in a challenging profession, how do you stay in a tough career choice and still have sanity and still enjoy it and still have energy? And so that took me into researching. My background has, has always been in research. And so for myself, it was, it was one of those physician heal yourself moments where I really just dove into the research with regarding to mind, body, and spirit and how it relates to
0: burnout prevention. Sandra, I can really relate to what you're talking about because I have a daughter-in-law who's actually completed her third-year residency as a urology surgeon and just had her second baby. So she is at that overwhelmed, exhausted stage. And I think that probably this podcast, she's going to relate to a lot. As you were talking, I was sort of smiling, thinking after that second baby, it was all hands on deck to help out. So I'm sure it will be flashbacks to you. And in your research, you talked about your research, can you kind of discuss I know that you were talking about that there's seven types of rest. Can you explain that to us?
1: Yes, well, I can certainly relate to your your surgical family member because, yes, that's difficult. And when I was going through that process, what I started realizing is that I was getting as much sleep as I could get as a doctor. It wasn't that I was sleep deprived, even on like vacations or times when I would get Extended periods of sleep, I was still waking up exhausted. And I found that that wasn't just me. It wasn't, it was my patients. It was everybody that I seemed to be coming into contact with that a lot of us were experiencing that, that sleep alone wasn't solving our fatigue. And that's where these seven areas really came into play. I started looking at if it's not sleep, there has to be some other aspects of myself that are getting depleted, that are needing rest and restoration. And so in going through my own life, looking at the lives of my patients, going through the research and compiling it, that's where the seven types of rest framework came from. Those seven types include physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, social, sensory, and creative. And in essence, those are seven areas where we use energy in our day. We use more in certain times of our life. We use less in other times. Depending on the job you have, the the roles you play, all of those depend on which area you're going to become more deficient in. But when those areas become deficient, sleep alone does not solve every type of rest deficit. So we really have to be specific about where we are depleted so that when we do restful, restorative type activities, we actually pour back into the place of our depletion. This is so
0: empowering because I was a mom of four young ones years ago and I look back now and I I don't know how I did it, but you're right, I was always tired and I think that even though they're all grown now, I think as we age also, but I, I love the idea that you put in there the spiritual and there's so many different aspects. I don't think I've really heard a lot about that. So that, that was very empowering for a lot of us. And that's why your book, I think, would be very helpful. So I'm looking forward to actually having some restful time to be able to read it. <laughs> what are some things our listeners, myself included, can do to kind of help ourselves to get better rest? Like there must be How do, this is, we often, so often you'll listen to a lecture or you'll read a book and you'll say, that makes so much sense. I need to do that. But then how, what are some things that our listeners can do that will help them get better rest or where do they begin?
1: That's a great question. And it's a question that my patients had as well once I started explaining this framework to them. And, And really what we notice is that every person has to begin with identifying what is the type of rest that they need. They know they're exhausted, they know they're tired, but they don't know where to even start. You can't just jump in and try to get all seven of these. That becomes its own form of work and striving. You really have to be intentional about the area that you have a deficit in. And so for that reason, we actually developed a assessment, a free assessment to help people evaluate which type of rest are they most deficient in, and that's simply at rest Quiz.com. It gives you a score in all of the seven types of rest. And then once you have that information, once you know your areas of greatest deficit, then you can be very specific about doing restorative activities that improve that area. For example, if someone has a mental rest deficit, this is the person who they may be exhausted but they lay down to go to sleep at night. Their mind's racing. They're thinking about their to-do list the next day. This person may also find that they are very forgetful. They have a hard time concentrating. And so for that person, some things they can do to try to improve their mental rest deficits could be brain dumping before going to bed, which is basically jotting down whatever is ruminating in your thoughts so that instead of ruminating over it, you put it on something concrete, like a notepad or a journal. And that way it, it captures that thought in a way that keeps your brain from feeling as if it has to hold on to that bit of information. Or that person could practice something like mindfulness techniques, or even decreasing the amount of multitasking that they're doing so that they're not training their brain to not concentrate, that they actually redirect that so that they can have more concentration, more clarity. Another example, let's say if you're someone who is expending a lot of energy with other people. So you're an empath, and so you 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 take on so to speak the emotions of others. Or maybe even you're someone who works a job where you have to control your emotions. You work in customer service, and someone starts yelling at you. You don't get to yell back. You, it, there, there's a professional emotional labor that's required to keep it in check, to to keep your temper controlled. No difference than we were talking about health care with your family. And if you're in healthcare, care, if you're an empath, you may see something horrific and horrible that makes you, that almost brings you to tears. But you're trained in your practice to not show emotions because it doesn't help your patients or their family or your nursing staff or whoever you're working with. And so you can develop an emotional rest deficit in those situations. And so how do you get rest when you emotionally are drained? You find places where you can authentically express your emotions and release them. So that emotional labor of trying to keep it in check, hold it all in, not let anybody see anything, yes, you professionally may have to do that for your job, but there has to be a time when it's released. That's when you experience emotional rest, whether that's with a counselor, a therapist, whether that's you releasing it into a journal or something, or whether that's even releasing it in how you express yourself. For some people, poetry and painting and art are how they actually express
0: emotional rest. They're able to release the emotions inside of them in a creative outlet. You know, when you are talking, I think some of us were sitting here thinking, we can relate to all of the above that you addressed. <laughs> so let me just reiterate, you had mentioned that the listeners today, could it's rest, R-E-S-T quiz.com. Yes, yeah,
1: so that's where our free assessment is located at, and it allows them to be able to see which of the seven they're most deficient in.
0: Oh, I, I'm not sure if I'm not going to be multiple of them, but that sounds great. I just want to make sure I reiterate that they can go on and 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 access that. That's that is great. And when we have guests on, we always end by just one piece of advice you would give each of us listening today who might be dealing with burnout what would be the one thing that you have seen as a doctor as a professional and as someone who is so transparent i want to thank you for that because often professionals we think of as oh well they don't have a problem they're just giving out the advice but i think you're so empowering because you're so real of yes i was i was successful but i did um feel these issues and then i did the research to address them and help others. Sandra, I want to thank you for that because I think that, that that is why it is so powerful and your book is so helpful. But can you end today by giving those women that are listening today a piece of advice on something that they could deal with because there's so much burnout and often we don't even know we're burnt out. The one piece of advice I would I would give is to to
1: recognize that rest isn't the extra thing you do when you find time. If we leave it in that bucket, then nobody would ever do it because there's never time for anything. Rest is what we do so that we are able to stay the best version of ourselves. We should, instead of seeing it as something that is subtractive, taking away from our life or we're having to make room for, see it as something that is additive, as pouring back into. I oftentimes think of it this way. As a physician, if someone comes into my ER and they're bleeding and I just suture them up and send them out, I've stopped the bleeding, but I actually haven't restored them. To restore them, I may have to actually give them blood depending on how much they have lost before they arrive. That's how rest is for some of us. We do these weekend vacations and we try to patch it up without actually doing a deeper dive that was the whole reason behind my book Sacred Rest Recover Your Life Renew Your Energy Restore Your Sanity to help people get to a place where rest becomes
0: an integrated part of their life. I can't thank you enough. Thank you for joining us and I would encourage everyone to go on your the quiz and your website and to obtain your book because this is so in need in in all of us that are working and trying to juggle families or going to next stages of life. And so I want to thank you, Sandra, for joining us today. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.